Welcome to the eighth episode of the Middle School AD Podcast. I'm your host, Thomas Fredrickson. And today we sit down with Steve Robertson, the Assistant District Athletic Director for Charlotte McAville Schools in North Carolina. Steve is a certified Master Athletic Administrator, and in our discussion today, we talk about funding, AD and admin relationships, safety plans, and females in sports. I hope you're able to get better from today's discussion, but before we dive in, here's a word from our sponsors. Before we jump into this episode, uh, I wanted to apologize for the sound quality of my microphone during this episode interview, um, working on some settings to, to get better, and uh, those settings were a little too hot. So uh, again, I apologize and hope you enjoy the episode. This episode is sponsored by Gipper, the preferred sports graphics platform for ADs. Start creating professional-looking sports graphics today by starting a free trial. Middle School AD podcast listeners get 10% off any plan when you use code MSAD10 at Gipper.com. As an athletic administrator, you understand better than most how much support matters. Support for your coaches, support for your athletes, and support for your department are crucial to providing the best possible experience for every student. Snap Mobile is now your one stop for all the tools you need to support your department. With our expanded suite of products, you can now raise money, open team stores, schedule and manage your facilities, and communicate with your athletes, parents, and stakeholders with the same level of care you've come to expect from Snap. Visit snapraise.com today to schedule a demo with your local Snap Mobile representative. Hometown Ticketing makes it fast and easy to buy tickets on your school's website or in the new Hometown Fan app. It's simple. Just search for your school, buy your tickets, and they'll be right there in your account, ready to be scanned when you get to your event. Download the Hometown Fan app today. This is game time. Neptune Game Time creates a high-energy game day atmosphere that your players and fans will love. Every song in our database is 100% lyric safe, which means you can stop screening music for good. Game Time also provides custom messaging to help you promote your upcoming events, concessions, and event-specific announcements. And it gives you the opportunity to sell sponsorships on your station that will generate revenue for your athletic department. Amp up your game day with Game Time. Welcome to another episode of the Middle School AD Podcast. Today, we are speaking with Mr. Steve Robinson, who is the Assistant District Athletic Director for Charlotte-Mecklenburg Schools in North Carolina. He has been an AD for six years and is a Certified Master Athletic Administrator. Steve is on the NCADA board, and he is an LTC 608 facilitator and teacher, and is on the NIAAA Mentoring Committee. So, uh, Steve, thanks for, for joining us today and um, look forward to the discussion. Thomas, I, I appreciate being here and I'm looking forward to it as well. All right. So we read off a couple of your um, things that you're involved in, but if you want to tell us a little uh, a little bit more about your journey in the, the world of athletic administration. It's, it's kind of wild, but uh, and we'll, and we'll keep it short. Um, I started at Rocky River High School, which is a Charlotte-Mecklenburg school that's located in Mint Hill. Um, I went into Rocky River 
And I was actually helping coach rugby and, and, and football. Rugby I had no idea about, but the coach, Derek Brown at the time, said, well, you know, discipline can help me keep the kids in order. So I said, all right. So I started getting into it. And at the time, he was the assistant AD. Um, so that fall, I was with him. And then going into that spring, he had mentioned to the AD, he said, I think Steve would be a better fit. You should ask him to be the assistant AD. And I, and I had never actually thought about uh, athletic director. Actually, my high school athletic director, Coach Gary Ray, who's who's done a lot in NIAAA, um, he was the athletic director, but he was the principal. So you knew him as the principal, not the coach Ray, you know, he coached ball and things, but that's how that was the athletic director I had. So um, fast forward back to where we are now with uh, Rocky River that spring, I became the assistant AD and I said, well, if I'm going to get into this, let me, um, let me, let me go ahead and find out more about it. So I joined in my AAA, joined the North Carolina ADA. Um, and my principal at the time, Erica Turner, who's my boss now as well, she has been an athletic director. She has been, she was the first female um, athletic director over Alamance County. Of course, she played and everything else. And so uh, she had kind of sit me down and talk to me a little bit about it. And so when I went to my first conference, um, which was actually in Asheville, I believe it was, went to that first conference. And then I paid for myself to go to San Antonio, which was my first NIAAA one. And so I said, well, this is something I could get into. I met a lot of other people um, during that time. And Going into that following year, I became the athletic director, and, and then that's that's all she wrote. Well, move up a little further. My principal was hired as the um, director of athletics for Charlotte Mecklenburg Schools, and she said, you know, maybe about a year or something like that to look for trying to come down there. Well, she started in August of last year and walked in my classroom in October of that year and said, hey, I think we need to make a move now. And I said, well, if we can make it happen, let's make it happen. So... I started as the assistant director of athletics um, that year at last October. And then, you know, we got everything situated in November. So November 16th made actually one year in the officially into the role that I'm in now as the assistant director of athletics. So leading uh, 20 high schools, ADs at 20 high schools and 46 middle schools. Oh, well, yeah, we were just talking about that before we, we, before we hit record. Like I said, I, I told him I, I thought our district was big with 20 middle schools and, and 15 high schools. And, Lord, that's a – 46 middle schools, that's, that's, that's a lot, sir. That's um, a lot of – Yeah, I'm, I'm glad there's two of you up in the district office instead of one of you. So, that's, hopefully that, that helps some things out. Um, but I think you, you know, maybe mentioned it as we're going through, but uh, kind of uh, who's been some of your biggest mentors in, in this role? And the mentor in this role, and I have to start with Erica Turner, who is my boss again now. Like I said, the biggest thing was um, the principal role. She understood the AD role. And I was a CTE teacher, so I had a full load. So I, I couldn't get the, uh, you know, the extra class here or there, the extra planning period. Uh, I had to teach a full load because that's different funding. And she explained that in the beginning. But the transparency of being able to be supportive. And one of the first things she did was when I went to my first conference was call the people that she knew, which was Roy Turner, who's the executive director of the NCADA, um, Bob Hill and some others. So when I got there, it was like, hey, we've already heard about you. We've been waiting on you. So jumping into having people put you under their wings, but her being the I say the main mentor because I was able to see it from the administrative side and as well as learning athletics. And that that helped out a whole lot. And like I said, and well, to this day. That's still who I, uh, that's still who over me right now. 
Well, good deal. Yeah, Exodus. A lot of a lot of this is, is who we know, and, and that's kind of where we're at. You know, you know, once we once we find those people, and if they believe in us, then uh, we can go from there. That's kind of how I got on the board with the SC AAA is uh, just kind of reaching out to people I knew, and and you know, uh, build, like I said, build up a resume so eventually they knew knew the name. But um, yeah, that's good stuff. So. You know, with 46 middle schools, um, I know it'd be kind of hard to, to narrow down maybe the, the, the biggest challenge because you probably got a ton of them. Um, but what do you think uh, the biggest challenge is um, facing middle school ADs uh, today? Uh, funding. And, and it's funding. It's just funding uh, flat out. It's funding is the main thing. Um, and even talking with them, it's got to send a shout out to a couple of my middle schools. Uh, Brooke, who's down at Kennedy. Uh, Brennan, who's over at J.M. Alexander and Richard at uh, Mountain Island Lake. And uh, those are some of the ones I kind of talk to and lean on heavily. That's been, in, you know, been doing it for a while. Ask them a lot of questions because I've never been in the, the middle school role. But to talk to them, the biggest thing is their funding um, because it doesn't fund. So the district doesn't fund middle school sports. So the participation fee that that high schools pay in some of the middle schools, that money goes to pay for officials Um uh, security and all of those type of things, and we get uniforms and things for them. But our middle schools are presently at the, not at the point of being able to charge a fee to enter their games, so they don't charge a fee. So you know, some may have a, a booster club, some may have a mom, you know, parent that donates a thing. But the funding is probably the biggest thing that I think that they go through because they do so much. And I and, uh, and I salute the middle school ad because it's a whole nother animal. High school, you can, uh, and it's not that it's easier, it's more manageable, but it, well, you got to be dedicated in that middle school part. I mean, they they, they go through a lot um, with less to work with sometimes. So uh, I, I salute them and in, in the work that they've done, but the funding is probably the biggest part of it. Yeah, so you said they have a, basically a pay-to-play fee? Yes. Yeah, so, but, so kind of how, you know, kind of what have you seen, um, the reaction to that and, and not charging for games. So I guess that, you know, it, it balances off there. So, you know, um, so you're not charging to get in for admission, but you're, you're charging to, you know, a pay to play uh, fee. Um, kind of, you know, how's, how does the, the parents coming from, you know, never kind of been in the, the school setting to get to there. Is it an easy transition because they used to pay to play for clubs or is it, you know, is there a little backlash there? You get some, um, and, and then, like I said, that covers officials. That covers everything from um, officials to police and things like that. Um, getting some of the uni basic uniforms that get started up. But that that the thing that we're working on now, which is one of the big things, is being able to at least let them do up the charge because that can offset it. Now, um, the money that we provide them from the district at the beginning of the year. It uh, doesn't cover a lot. You know, you got to you got to decide what, what needs to be done first. Um, and so, again, that puts the middle school ADs in a thing of I got to get what most important rather than kind of what I would like to get or something they can add on to it. So they got to take care of the basics first. Uh, and I believe that once we can get to the point of being able to let them charge um, something to help build on it that's going to help, you know, not all the pressure, but it's going to help in some ways. And that where it's so many different schools from every one end of the spectrum to the other, then it's still going to be some things that still got to be worked on in between that time. Yeah, I, I, I completely understand. So we, you know, here where I'm at, we get a little bit of funding, like you said, from the district at the beginning of the year, but it's not going to cover a season. Um, 
so you know it's is how do you mess that around but we do charge uh for um admission to games so like i said that does help a little bit um to kind of to go back into the pot and, and to get things um but like I said, it, a lot of it comes out. You mentioned it. You know, can can you get a booster club started at the middle school, or can you do fundraising? And very very creative with with the way we're doing fundraising, um, definitely at the middle school. Because like I said, we we want to give them the great experience as possible. We don't want them out in you know a t shirt and shorts. You know, we still want them wearing the the, the nice uniforms as well. Um, but how, how do you, Thomas, that helps save it because what will happen is you'll lose a lot of the kids to the um, the regular, you know, travel or youth leagues because they do get all of that. Um, they do have those things. So you're right. You know, it is kind of that's going to help to be able to get them in the nicest of the nicest, you know, the best that you can get them. Yeah. Like I said, we, we've actually kind of gone the, the sublimated route, you know, so it, you can make it look oh, yeah. where you want. It's, it's a lot cheaper. Um, yes. So, you know, we, we did that with the basketball teams here um, th this past year. And, you know, again, they love it. And, you know, we were paying 40 or $50, you know, less per player just because mm -hmm. they didn't have a logo on it, you know. Right. Um, so, you know, that obviously that like, – you know, some people want the logo, but, you know, you know sometimes it's better to, to go the, the sublimated or the, the, the second tier, you know, brand, if you want to call it. That's a lot of times, Tom. That's a lot of times. I mean, I, I even in high school, um, when I was at Rocky River, we did I, we did a lot of the sublimated, you know, because it was able to put everybody into something different, you know. So that that did work, and it lasted. It lasts good. It's not like the regular screen. It lasts a lot, pretty good time. Oh yeah, for sure. Like I said, we I coached a varsity girls soccer last year, and we went with sublimated uniforms, and we looked like AC Milan. Yeah, um, with the, with the stripes and and all of that, and you know, we wouldn't have been able to do that going with a, a logo company. So, um, yes, you know, they they loved it. Parents loved it. So that, that that's all that matters. Um, you kind of mentioned it, and you know, we've kind of talked talked briefly on on this podcast about it, but the AD and the admin relationship. Um, you know, the, I think that that's critical. It's you know that they need to make sure they're on the same page and. And, and you know go in the same direction um but kind of you know you know your experiences being in the building but also being at the district level um what what kind of relationship between the ad and the admin do you see they need to have to be successful well and and the prime example of it is where i am now um the, like i said my my the district ad now was my principal that was my principal when i was at high school and I say this to any AD that I talk to is the first one of the first questions I ask before I ask what type of parent support, what type of anything, what is your relationship like with the principal? If if that is not if that's not there, it's not going to work because you have to that transparency has to be there. Um, they have to be able to trust you. Like one of the things that I've always said that I like to do um, and what I did with Erica was this. I just I need to know what your vision is for the school. I'll align the athletic vision with your vision. Um, so I'll put that out front and then I'll align myself with that. And then that building that trust allows you to do what you need to do on the athletic side. But you have to like, we used to do uh, monthly meetings. Um, I could go in and talk to her about whatever. Uh, again, the biggest thing is my job is to keep things off her plate. And, and should, it, should it get to the plate, you already know. That transparency is the, hey, this situation came up. This is what I did that took care of it. That way, the, the thing is, 
you never let them get blindsided. You don't never want your administrator to get blindsided. And at the same time, your administrator has to have your back. And that would be a thing of, you know, I would walk the premises to have, have your principal, have your administrator walk the premises with you. Let them see what you do. Because a lot of times it's out of sight, out of mind. People think a, a game just happens or an event just happens, not realizing everything that goes through with it. And you have to have a administrator that respects athletics, not to the point to where athletics is not important until it becomes important, which means when something goes wrong. And one thing she told me as a principal, she says, Steve, there's two things that can get a principal fired. She said, uh, finances and athletics. And I refuse to let either of them do it. And so by having a relationship to the point to where you need to be, you can talk to your administrator, your administrator can talk to you, you can let them see what goes on, um, keep them in the loop of what's happening. And, and I think that builds on what you're trying to do with the support. And if you don't have that, Thomas, I mean, it's it's going to be a long hard road. It was never a thing of coaches could go around me to go to talk to the like it's a it's a protocol. Hey, have you talked to him? What did he say? And it's that way. Like you have to respect your athletic director as the professional, as the expert in athletics. And it is a big thing because athletics can control the morale of the school. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I definitely like what you said about monthly meetings. I've actually done weekly meetings um, with my principal, and like I said, sometimes it's, it's a thirty-minute meeting. Other times it's a five-minute meeting. Just like, hey, everything's good. We're good to go. We got this coming up. Do you have anything? Um, and other times we're, we're laying it out because maybe it's a big rival game or a big game that we know is going to be well attended, or like I said, something <laughs> happened. Yeah. Um, and we got to talk about. But I like you. You know, you kind of brought it up a little bit. You know, what happens if you have that academic, which again, all principals are academic minded because that's the main purpose of the school. But what if you have that quote unquote, a hundred percent academic minded uh, principal that doesn't, like you said, doesn't get athletics, doesn't get what goes into it. Um, do, I mean, do you have any, any suggestions, strategies to kind of help well, build that relationship? Yes. And, and, and the first one is to, like I said, that's when we find out the vision. When we sit down to meet and we and you tell me what your vision is, and then I explain to you how athletics is going to align with that vision for the school. Um, that way, not saying that you're going to get someone to turn complete. You have some that just have that won't care at all about it or like, hey, it is what it is. But you have to bring that there. You need to bring when you bring in um, eligibility reports, when you bring in everything that has to be done, like we use uh, we use Dragonfly currently right now for registration. When you bring all of that, if, if it if it's a, to the point to where that administrator doesn't understand, you bring everything that you got and, and let them see how serious it is to the point to where if this is not done correctly, then this falls back on you. Because one thing that that they I don't care what ADR at the end of the day, if something goes wrong, they're going to the principal first. That's who's going to that's who's going to have to take it. So if you're not if you haven't built a relationship to where you know what's going on, not that you have to know everything, but if you don't build a relationship to where you understand what happens in athletics, when something does happen and the news is calling or someone is calling with a report or that parent reaches out to someone else, that's going to eliminate that because you have that. So you, your job as the AD is to, Hey, let's let, we have to sit down. And if it doesn't come with the conversation, let me physically show you, of these, this 200, 300, how many ever athletes you got, 
this is the importance of why this paperwork has to be done. This is the importance of what I do when I have to set this up. This is why all of our coaches have to be certified. All of the background checks to make sure that that's done. Because if not, it's going to come back to that principle on, on another side if we don't have that. Yeah, I definitely like what you said about the data. Um, the, the past couple of years, I've started where it's a basically a, an athletic report card. Um, and you know, take down each each uh, sport and you know divide it up per, per grade level, uh, the team's GPA, the team's attendance, the team's participation, things like that. And so you have your base year, and then you build it from then on out. You know, hopefully, you know, you got a five year goal. You want you know th this much participation, and 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 you want the GPAs here or. Um, you know, at the middle school, really don't deal with GPAs, but you just want like the, the averages to the, this point. Um, but that, that's also something too that you know you've been able to bring into that academic-minded principle. Like, look here, here is the data. You know, oh, we've, yes. got, we've got more kids in, from your school. We've got more kids involved in something at the school. Plus, you, you, as you can see over the years, the coaches have bought into the the. the student athlete per side of it and their gpas and their grades are actually getting better um as the years go on so again it's one of those is it takes some time to do but it maybe it, it squashes some of those those negative thoughts well being in that ad role when you you can pull your report on the discipline side you know the athletes because the athletes have something more to look like the discipline there's no there's no the discipline issues are not with athletes you know um the attendance because they know they have to be in school there's a lot of things that you can show the education-based athletics and this is why this is important as it begins to go as it begins to and we're taking these young men and young women that's going out into you know to the real world that's moving up to the high school that they have this done and your support is very much so needed um, I mean, basically even saying, hey, like, yeah, if you have time, do a pregame with me, do a walkthrough mm -hmm. with me before this game happens to kind of see what really goes into this. And I think that could that could start it. Now, if, if they don't buy into it or care about it at that time, you might be in a tough situation. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, they definitely, you know, I definitely say I've always said I got asked by one principal in an interview. So what is the relationship between a principal and an AD. I said, but the relationship is a partnership. I said, you know, we're, we're, we're side by side. I understand, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you've got the final decision, but, you know, we, we're, we're side by side. If, if the if the assistant principals are on your right side, I want to be on your left side. Um, and, you know, just making sure that we are in this together. Um, and I guess it was, a, it was a good response because I got the job, but, yeah. um, you know, that, that, that one kind of, you know, it was, it was kind of nice to hear in the interview process that that principal was already thinking about okay what you know what kind of relationship am i going to have with with this ad um so it's it's it, it's big and you know i've said before if, if the relationship between the principal and the ad is not there then like you said it, it one of you's got to go and, and a lot of times it's, it's the ad yeah and because you run the building you're the face of that building i always say um i used to tell a lot of the student athletes you know in the back halls and stuff like the, to me, the mo one of the most important people in this building is the custodians because mm -hmm. if we can miss school, teachers can not come to school, y'all can be out, they can even not have food one day and they can just bring you boxes. But if let the custodians continue to miss and you'll see how bad things happen. I said, so in, re in the reverse, as the AD, 
you run that building. If anybody comes to 90% of the schools that I know of, if not 99%, whether it be for maintenance, whether it be for anything, it's call the AD. Where's this at? Call the AD. Where's that at? Call it. And I mean, they used to come to clean the vents out in the cafeteria and they would Paige Robinson to come to the front. And I'm like, I don't know what that, but it's just because of that role and you make it your own, an AD makes the school their own. It's not just a role to fill. You can get that with, um, with I like, get a coaching position where you just need somebody, a body there. But when you become an AD, that's your place. That's your home. That's what you take care of. You can tell when anything has happened different. I mean, just from walking from your car to your office or to the field, you know, something's out of place. So you become that person. And once that principal, that admin sees like, hey, you're basically an administrator. You're the athletic administrator. I mean, because mm -hmm. so much, so many things happen. And it's so important that you are, you do have that relationship and it's, and it's a benefit to both sides. Yeah. I, like I said, if you've listened to the podcast before, you, you've heard me say um, that, you know, to me, again, the percentages may be off, but to me, 80% of the people come to your school for an athletic event um, and you know, outside people, uh, you know, they, you know, that they would never really come, you know, the other 10 or so percent or 15% is for the fine arts. You know, they're coming to a, a band concert. They're coming to a choir concert. Um, but they just they just don't have as many events, as many nights as athletics right. just because we've got more teams than just one or two. Um, but like you say, yeah, so, you know, a lot of times people know who the AD is. They might not know who the, 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 the principal per se is or the assistant principal. Um, they may know the name. They may have seen the, the picture, but you know, if, if right. they're walking through, they, they might not recognize them. But like I said, they're always going to recognize the AD um, if the AD is there doing their job correctly. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think that that's that that says a lot. And I'm I'm glad you know you kind of spun it into the next one with 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 the maintenance. Um, but what is the importance of about having those those safety plans? Um, especially for athletics and with all the different facilities we have. So what we did going into this year, um, because the unfortunate events that we've seen happen across the country with shooting at schools and things like that. Now we have, you know, your emergency action plan if someone gets hurt, but what do we have as the active shooter? Where do we go? So we sent out a thing to all of our schools to redo their uh, emergency action plans, basically evacuation plan for active shooter. Um, and and then, and glad that we did because, you know, there was an incident, not at one of our schools, but like a, a, a neighboring county where it was a situation to where you had that. And it's not just for your football stadium. What if you're at tennis? What if you're at baseball? Now you're getting into basketball. So we basically sent it out to the principals and ADs to redo or have an evacuation plan set up for active shooter or any type of situation, not just when someone gets hurt and you got to call someone in. So now even down to middle schools, if where do, where do you go? If something is happening, where are you sending people? Which way are you going? Well, how are you, who's going to do this the same way you would have it set up. If someone got hurt to this person makes the call, this person makes sure the ambulance come down, this person does this. Those are the same things you need for those. So those safety plans are so important across the board, especially, in, you know, in the world that we live in today. I mean, it is what it is. And, you know, it's an unfortunate thing, but we're in a world to where we do need these type of things in place to know what to do and when to do it. Yeah. And like I said, I, a lot of people, like I said, including myself, don't, we don't think about those things. We think about, like I said, if, if 
there was a fire. We we know where to send people. Yeah. If, yep. if 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 we had a tornado during a game, we, we know where to send people. Or, or if if you're outside and there's a lightning strike, we know where to send people and we know what to say. But if if we have a, a worst case scenario, being an actor shooter or even just a, a big fight breakout, <laughs> yeah, um, right. just, who who goes where and and what what is the announcement? What is the you know and um yeah i mean that that's that's huge especially you know in, in like today's world and um you know i i we were kind of briefly talking about it but you know we're, we're in the for those listening it's it's the um november 27th the day after rivalry week in college football and you know it always makes me nervous when when teams storm the field after after a game um, right. and, you know, and that, and, you know, obviously it happens at the college level, but that, that happens at the middle school and the, and, and the high school level as well as, you know, after a game, um, what is your, your plan, you know, to, to keep people off the court, to, te- to keep people off the field, you know, if there is no plan, something could happen. Um, right. and, the, and the sad thing is it's not, a lot of times it's not the students that cause the, the issues, a lot of the parents. Right. Um, and so, you know, is, is that written into your plan? Uh, about uh, keeping people off off the game the game um, field, uh, just to, again for that's another safety thing. And it's and it's huge because one of the things that I did at Rocky River was I placed um, officers right at the gate. No parents, mm-hmm. even after the game was over, you could not come to the field house. You had to work on the outside of the gate. Let the kids come to you. Like there's there's just so many things. Um, even with teams leaving a certain way, I want them to go out a certain way. Um, you know, so you're not passing each other again. Those are the things that, you know, you don't want anything to happen, but it can. But then when it does, then that's when all, all chaos and all hell breaks loose. And then there's there's no one there or no nothing set up in place to have at least some people to know what to do or what to be said. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's always playing that, that devil's advocate. You know, you, you want everything to go great. But when you walk into a facility, you know, it's is what what can go wrong and and, and what are the the exits what are the, the different places to send people and, and things like that so um i you know it's definitely good stuff and um like i said we could, we could go on a, a while for for that oh um, yeah but because like i said it, there, there's so many different situations that could happen but um i think just like you said just having something in place not just for the weather but for for people I mean, if yeah. you want to say, I mean, for when people want to start to be people, um, right. you know, just and letting emotions get get a little too hot, but and kind of going in more, more a little positive, uh, at, you know, side of it. We just celebrated 50 years of Title Nine, um, and you know, you mentioned want to talk about the the current um, world of, of females in sports, so. Um, kind of, kind of, where do you you see it? You know, at the middle school level, at the, the high school level, or you know, even there in, in your county. Well, the numbers for females have gotten smaller; um, they're getting lower. And one of the things that it did, and first I started it when I noticed it in Rocky River, was like a lot of the incidents were happening or females involved. Um, you know, because most of the most of the you know the the I guess arguments or fights or whatever. And the thing was, it was like we could get more of our girls involved. So what I started doing, I had a, um, a rock girls night out. So I brought in all of my coaches from every sport. We had a cookout and we just invited all the girls from our school 
that come out that were not playing sports. Um, they play different games. Uh, they play like tug of war, different things that that would normally not be done. And so we just made a night dedicated to our females. And, and of course, our numbers went up. You know, we were able to we filled a, a, a volleyball team, JV and varsity, which that typically didn't happen. Um, you know, basketball. So the numbers were going up in each sport. And even this year on the district level, we started our girls flag football. So we partnered with the Carolina Panthers um, and started girls flag football last year. So we're going into our second season this spring. We kept it and we'll keep it in the spring. But that changed the I mean, it got so large times to where we had um, a couple of schools that was able to do two teams. So we had to cut that out going into this year because it was just that much interest to try to get our females back up. And, and that was one of the big things that we did that during the um the, the title nine during the 50th anniversary we had a big big celebration about that so i think just getting our, our young females back into or the involved with it to where the the mindset of, of the being a part of a team or growing we have to make sure that we're getting them more involved yeah that's something i, I wish we would pick up here in, in south carolina is that is the female flag football um like I said, I know you said y- y'all kind of did it, and, and Georgia's doing it, doing it great, you know, right next to oh, us. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that that's something I, I wish that that we could pick up, um, just to give them, like you said, just give them something else to do um, in, in the fall. And you know, instead of just the the one day a, a year with the powder puff, let's you know, let, let's turn it into a league. And listen, the hours are so intense. I give you, and and I can see you the highlight video. They are so intense, like. Those girls are so serious about this thing. It is, it is, you're not going to watch a powder puff at all. They are very serious. They are running plays. I mean, we had some that even kept going after the season that played in summer leagues in some places. Um, they were calling to ask because it's not sanctioned by the state yet. They were, is it okay for them to work out? So that was getting ready to cost them. But that's how serious it, it became. And they're even looking forward to coming back again. And, and out of the 20 schools, we had 19 teams. Um, out of 20 schools, we had 19. And this year, we're actually getting, I think, a couple of private schools are going to jump in. So we'll have more than 20 this year. Yeah, well, I, I, like I said, I, I definitely think that we need to 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 take some notes from from y'all and, and Georgia and and see if we can get it, you know, working somewhere in, in in South Carolina. I know we've kind of talked about it in our county since we're big and trying to do a like an, an intramural quote unquote league, um, yeah. but it just I think we were talking about it and then 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 COVID hit and we just hadn't brought it back up yet. So, but yeah, I, I definitely think that's. That, that's a good way to go and, and let them, you know, know that, you know, all sports are for females. It, it doesn't, yeah. ha- you know, there is no male versus female sport. I mean, all sports are for, for both genders. Um, we just got, we got to make it work. Um, and so, uh, so I know you, you've touched on a, a lot of stuff y'all were doing there and a lot of great things. Um, I think some, some people are going to get out of it. Um, but is there anything else um, that we really hadn't talked about that, that you're proud of kind of what y'all have done um, in your district for, for middle school sports and, and the participation. So for middle school sports, and, and that's, I'm kind of more so over that myself. The biggest thing was like, instead of managing, cause it was when I came in, it was like, they were more managed. Um, but I said, no, we're leading leaders. Um, I feel mm-hmm. good about the fact that we have conference presidents over each conference to where they make the decisions. And, and I got to tell them, 
you're the expert. I don't, I don't manage you. I want to lead you. So you you come up to be solution driven. Let me know what's happening. And so I think this year and this short amount of time that I've been in a role um, is basically allowing them to make the decisions because they know what works for them. It, it's no good for me to sit down at the district office and say, don't do this. You can't do that. You can. And I don't have a, and I don't have an answer for what you should want to do. So I think one of the biggest things this far to me is just allowing them to be the leaders and the experts at what they do. And I think that, I mean, they have, like I said, our, my middle school ADs have went leaps and bounds to make it happen. They make it happen. And I'm super proud of how they make it happen with not having a lot to make it happen, if that makes sense. So um, one of the biggest things, like I said, is just the fact of setting up leaders, allowing them to set up and change some things and, and move things and basically have a voice in how we do middle school athletics. I mean, because that turnover, that's a high turnover. I came in to um, 11 new ADs of the 46, you know, that was 11 new ADs that you're trying to get and you're switching over to a new system, a new registration system and everything else. Um, and some of them are not, you know, we're not into that role. You know how it can be some schools just here the keys, you're the AD. Um, but they've, they've taken it and they appreciated it and they've taken it to a new level. Yeah, and, and that's that's big here too, especially with us having twenty middle schools. Is is the turnover? Um, yeah. You know, some sometimes it's, it's over half, and you know, just because, like you said, some, some people are just like, "Well, you're coaching basketball here at the middle school. Why don't you be the AD too?" Um, so <laughs> they, they might not have a passion for it. They might not have a, a will to be it, but they got stuck in it for a year or two. And as soon as yeah. they can get out, they get out. But you know, it's, it's the it's it, like I said, it's definitely a a full-time job um, yeah. and, and, you know, middle school ADs, you know, have to teach, you know, they, mm -hmm. they may have a, an AD planning in there depending on, on their schedule, but majority of their day job is, is teaching. Um, yeah. and, and so trying to find that balance, like, so I know you talked about it before you've been, you've been at the high school. It's just trying to find that balance between the two. Well, you know, I, I've done a session where I taught a session, um, this summer, uh, back to school for athletic ADs, coaches, um, basically the work-life balance. I taught a class on, on on giving some tips for that, some things to do with that work-life balance. Because, again, um, one of the other things, you know, we say, well, you know, what's one of the biggest things that hurt middle schools? And it's the funding. But that other part is being a full-time teacher. Um, you know, that, that no breaks, you got to make it happen and then go right into that. And so that, that's a huge part of it. That is very much so a huge part. Yeah. Because I guess, I mean, it's just like high schools. I mean, you, you may have some middle schools that have four or five sports, but you may have some middle schools that are running 10 to 15, yeah. um, just to, depending on, you know, where they are, the state they're in or, or the county they're in. And, um, so it's, it, yeah, and it, it's definitely a, a big undertaking and um like i said you know shout out to my principal my principal would tell would say is I, I would give you you know every every class off if i could he said we just we just can't you know because of numbers now um, with the shortage is even worse yeah i know and, and so you know but again like you said it, it helps he used to be a, a a former former coach as well so he, he gets it um so kind of in closing um you know i our last episode is, you know, speaking, of, I know it's kind of hard to, to only pick one or two. So, you know, a couple of guests have, have kind of been spinning it on how to, how to pick more, but um, what do you think the most important personality trait or strength in a middle school AD um, needs to be to be successful? 
It only needs one word, Thomas. That's resilient. They got to be resilient. And I think that covers so many things, um, being resilient. Because in middle school, my ADs might be the AD, you're, you're the, like you said, the basketball coach, um, soccer coach, then got to turn around and work the clock. I mean, and, and it's just not there. So you got to be resilient because even when you don't have the support, even when you don't feel like you're supported, I, middle school ADs, and that's, I, I, my hat goes off to I have so much respect for They have to love it. They have to love it because, you know, in, in high school, it's a little different. I was at a school where you can find ways to raise the money. You can make things happen. Or, you know, there's different resources that you can, but in middle school, it's different. So you got to be resilient. I mean, and it's daily. It's a daily resilient. I mean, even down to the point when I found out I had a couple of them that didn't get out of school to four o'clock. And I said, <laughs> I said that alone would have made me say, oh, no, I don't know if I want to do this. So. You're talking about getting off, driving the bus, driving your team to where they need to be, coaching the team, bringing them back, then making sure the other teams are okay. So that having resilient, being resilient is one of the main things I think a middle school AD has to have. And and if you're not, if you don't have that, it's going to be a long, hard road for you. Yeah, and that kind of goes back to what you were talking about, about the relationship between the admin is – you know, like bring to them what you're doing and, and see if you can get away from having a morning or afternoon duty. Yeah. Uh, because that, that's your time to set up or that's your time to send emails or to contact people or whatever. Um, especially if you, you know, you do run a, a full load and, and you don't stop. And um, I mean, I'll tell you, you know, my, my planning is I, my, I do nothing teaching wise, you know, my, as soon as soon as I get into planning, it's, it's AD, for, for 45 minutes is get as much done as I can. And then, then back in the teach mode. Um, right. and you know, if, if, if I got to do teaching stuff, like I said, it's usually on the weekend when I'm just sitting at home, I'm like, oh, I need to catch up for the week because, you know, during, during the day, you know, this, you know, you go, you sit down and check your email after, after teaching and you've got that 45 minutes. Now you got 50 emails and you got to figure out which fires you got to put out and, and, yep. or, you know, and bless them the spring when you got to change games every day. Um, yeah. And so it's, it's, it's definitely, I like that word re resilience and um, I'm, that's, that's, that, that, that's a good one. I'm, I'm glad you talked about that one and we definitely, definitely use that one as, as we go on. Oh yeah. And uh, one of the other things that we did uh, for our, our middle schools this year, we allowed them to, play at their high school once they you know the time broke back because they don't have lights on the field so once it gets mm -hmm. dark it's a game over well what we did was we pushed it to where we allowed all of our middle schools to play on a high school field so e each middle school got to play one game at a high school to their feet or to their feet or high school that they go into and just worked it out and that was a game changer for parents mm -hmm. for uh for the kids for the coaches for everybody it was just a just a massive thing and like i said there's just a, a small get back you know give back to them for that but um again like i said they got to be resilient well that goes to the experience i mean you're, you're getting the, those kids that get to play in the bigger gyms or the bigger stadiums and under the lights for maybe for the first time ever and um yeah. you know that just that that leads into that experience and hopefully hooks them um and and get some and prideful in in that middle school and in and in, in the future into that high school um, like I said, I, I think, you know, we've talked about it before on here, just that that middle school, high school relationship is, is, is very key. Just like the, the AD admin, um, mm -hmm. you know, if, if those two aren't talking together either, it's, you know, it, it could be some trouble. 
Um, so yeah, definitely like that. And um, but as as we close, if if anybody wants to to reach out um, to you, if if you kind of want to give out your your contact stuff, and like I said, we'll tag you on some of the social medias as well. But um, I'm pretty sure there's going to be some people wanting to pick your brain about a couple of these things. We have some good stuff today. Sure. Uh, I appreciate it. Well, first, I want to say thanks for the opportunity. Um, I've listened to all your shows uh, that you've had to this point. They're really good. They're really valuable. And I'll be, you know, and I'm sharing them in the link with um, some of our middle school AD just to check it out, because I'm definitely going to send them this one. Uh, but you're doing a hell of a job, man. And I think in the, in the focus of it, of being on that middle school, I love it because they need that attention. They need mm -hmm. some pat on the back. You know, it's not a glamorous position anyway because they, they only know the AD when I tell them they, when they need new uniforms or want to know how to get somewhere, then that's when you find out who the AD is. But um, that that being visible and, and bringing a light to what they do, I think, is, a, is an amazing thing. Well, I, I appreciate it. Like I said, I, you know, I, I've been at both levels. I've been at the middle school and the high school and, you know, I, I'm one of the weird ones that that love the middle school age, and and it was one of those, is like you said, I'm I'm big in in professional development, and you know, kind of my personal hashtag is just be better today. Um, yeah. And so so what 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 can I do to to get better today, and what can I do to help other people um, get better? And like you said, there's about five or six great high school AD podcasts out there. Um, you can learn a lot from. Um, but like I said, it, it, it's a different beast when it comes to middle school. Um, it's so. totally a different beast. And um, and again, to share my contact on Twitter is AD Steve Robinson. I'm AD Steve Robinson, my full name on, on Twitter. And then uh, Steve Robinson underscore the speaker on Instagram because uh, I do motivational speaking and the author as well. And then just Steve Robinson on, on, on Facebook. But Twitter is the, probably the most active for the athletic side of it. Uh, but A.D. Steve Robinson is where you can reach me at. Well, Steve, again, I, we appreciate it. And there's a, a bunch of good stuff in, in this one. Um, and this one actually be, will be airing on January 6th. Um, so it'll be right after the National Conference. So hopefully we get a chance to, to meet up with you um, and, and, and see everybody at, at the National Conference. And, um, again, this was with uh, Steve Robinson with the Charlotte-Mecklenburg Schools. And we uh, see you next time. This episode was sponsored by Gipper. Use the code MSAD10 for 10% off any Gipper plan at Gipper.com.